This is John Shannon for Radio Free Galisteo. And today we are speaking with Deborah Dash Moore. Deborah Dash Moore is the Frederick G. L. Heatwell Professor of History and Professor of Judaic Studies at the University of Michigan. She is the author of several books, but she is also the editor in chief of the Posen Library of Jewish Culture and Civilization. And we've had Deborah on before. She was on last year just prior to. Uh, Holocaust Memorial Day. That is on the 27th of January. So we uh, have her on again. And we did talk about the Posen Library of Jewish Culture and Civilization, which had, uh, I guess it had just, it had just kicked off last year. Well, it had, yes, it had kicked off in the sense that more of the volumes had come out. There had been one or two earlier, but we published volume nine, which deals with the years of the Holocaust. It runs from 1939 to 1973. And that was a, is a very powerful uh, volume in terms of bringing together resources that look at what's happening in the Jewish world in those six years. Very powerful volume. And in addition, of course, we have the free website, posenlibrary.com, where you can also gain access to these materials. All you need to do is register. And we'll have a link to the Posen Library uh, as part of the uh, the podcast when you um, click through. Today, we're going to talk about a, a relatively new piece that has been added to the Posen Library, and that is teaching clips that can be used by educators, uh, I, I imagine all over the world since it's online. Can you tell us a little bit about what these new teaching clips are and uh, how did they get started? So these teaching clips come from uh, the various volume editors, the volumes that have been published. So volume six with uh, Professor Elisheva Karlbach, who is a professor at Columbia University. Volume nine that I just mentioned has two editors, Samuel Kassau and David Roskies. Samuel Kassau's at Trinity University and David Roskies is at the Jewish Theological Seminary. And they brought complementary uh, skills, one's in, in history, Casso is, and the other's in literature, uh, Roskies. And then there are, are also two editors for volume eight, Tzvi Gittleman and Todd Endelman. Both of them are my colleagues here at the University of Michigan. And again, complementary skills. Tzvi Gittleman is a, a professor of um, political science, uh, specializing in um, Eastern Europe and Russia, Soviet Union, and Todd Endelman is a professor of history, uh, specializes in Western Europe, England. And so what the teaching clips allow you to do, they're short, they're very short, mm. uh, you know, three minutes really, is to hear from these wonderful professors just about one aspect of the Posen Library of Jewish Culture and Civilization. So, for example, Tzvi Gittleman speaks very briefly, but really impressively, about Jewish education as it took place in Europe in the years between World War I and World War II, and how secularism also 
made inroads in those years. So that's one example. So Professor Karlbach has a wonderful discussion of Jewish women and the ways in which they participated in creating Jewish culture. And she speaks, for example, of a Haggadah. This is um, the text that's used at Passover around the, the table. And this was a Haggadah illustrated by and and written by a, a woman named Charlotte von Rothschild, which she did for her uncle, family member. And really, you know, probably the first example of a woman illustrating this kind of text. So that's that's fascinating. And Professor Kassau speaks specifically about the Holocaust. He speaks about Jewish resistance and the ways in which there were many different forms of resistance, from religious resistance on the part of rabbis to resistance by um, secular Jews who mobilized to preserve documents so that people would be able to know what actually happened from the, the point of view of those who were suffering, to uh, physical resistance uh, on the part of partisans, Jews who who got out of the ghettos and joined the partisans and, and fought. And that's a very moving short clip where he just introduces you to examples of each of these. So that gives you a sense of the diversity of the, the teaching clips. I think we have, I'm trying to think, around a dozen of them already. Yeah. And since you've uh, implemented this, where do you see it being used? Is there is there a, an area where, or, or uh, different institutions that are using it more than others, or uh, has it met the expectations that you had when you first set out to to make them available? So the goal when we first set out was to allow another voice to come into a classroom, right? I mean, usually you're there, you're teaching, whether you're a professor or you're teaching, you know, at a, um, a high school level, and it's all you, you, you. <laughs> and this was a chance to hear from experts in a small framework, right, of, of three minutes or so. And we have discovered that, in fact, at least as far as we've we've heard, that at least faculty members have been using it in their courses on introductions to Judaism. Uh, I didn't mention that we also have a material from uh, biblical time and that that too is something uh, that, you know, very short examples, which allow students to get a, a sense uh, uh, of what is happening and the character of Jewish culture and civilization, which is, of course, the, the goal of the Posen Library. And this also means that a professor who has his own or her own specialty, you know, can reach, as it were, to invite some of these other specialists who aren't necessarily in, in their specialty. And so enrich the, the character of the course for uh, undergraduates. So let me let me take this a, a step further. Let's say uh, an educator uh, takes one of these clips, is really fascinated by the content, as uh, are the students in this particular course. Can they then get in touch with the scholar directly to do some follow-up or, or to elaborate on what they've just seen? 
So what we have provided are two different ways of taking it further. First, there are a series of readings that, that come from the Posen Library of Jewish Culture and Civilization. So these are relatively short excerpts of uh, complementary kinds of materials. You want to you hear a little more of these voices, uh, let's say, from the Holocaust. This gives you an example. They're, they're listed uh, underneath the clips. Mm-hmm. And the second way we've allowed people to go further is that we actually have full lectures, half-hour, 40-minute presentations, where you get to encounter the editor and professor in a, in a more formal and fully fleshed out way. So those are two paths that you can go. We have a, a YouTube site, the Posen Library of Jewish Culture and Civilization has a YouTube site, and on the YouTube site are listed these fuller lectures from which the clips have been drawn. This is Radio Free Galisteo. Great conversations from the Galisteo Basin. Radio Free Galisteo is listener-supported. Go to www.radiofreegalisteo.com and click on the red Patreon button in the upper right-hand corner to become an active supporting member of Radio Free Galisteo. This resource seems terribly important for uh, understanding it. Certainly, the the development of Jewish culture throughout history, I'm going to guess that also that that is very particular to, uh, there are sections that are very particular to Judaism here in the United States. Given some of the current climate where we're seeing a lot of anti-Semitism sort of rear its head up in the country again, how is this resource useful and what do you what do you think about and you know maybe why do you see some of this rise in uh, anti-semitism that we're seeing in the country again so you've asked two separate questions and i'll I'll try to answer both of them let me start with the resource of the posen library of jewish culture and civilization most people in the united states i would say have never met jews Um, and know very little about them. And that's because Jews are a very small minority of the American population. Um, One of the things that is helpful is an opportunity to meet uh, at least what Jews have written, what Jews have thought, what Jews have said in the past. And that's what the Posen Library of Jewish Culture does. It, uh, in that sense, it demystifies Judaism. It's not just, it's all in English, right? It's been translated from, you know, over two dozen languages, everything from Amharic, which is a South African language, to Yiddish, which was a, the lingua franca of Jews in, in Eastern Europe. So Americans can go to posenlibrary.com and they want to know what, you know, what Jews' politics were, Back in you know the time of the revolution, um, they can find out the American Revolution. They want to know about Jews who fought in the Civil War. You know, there are Jew- some wonderful accounts of of Jewish soldiers who fought for the Union, and also accounts of Jewish soldiers who fought for the Confederacy. Right, um, both sides in the Civil War. Okay, so 
that's that's an answer sort of to the first piece of the question what what's the value of, of this the second piece of the question i think to answer why are we seeing so much now has to do with larger changes in the society and the fact that because jews are such a small minority of the population only two percent um it's really easy to grab hold of this as a kind of explanation, to think about conspiracy theories that involve Jews. And it's easy to use because you don't have to check it against reality, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it just is, is there. And I think that anti-Semitism sometimes has been, you know, called like the canary in the coal mine, right? When there are problems in society, this is when you see anti-Semitism rise and it points to much larger issues, not just those that involve Jews. You brought up the notion of conspiracy theories and how Jews have been made part of those uh, over, I, really, I guess, over the uh, centuries, maybe millennia, right? With the rise of alternate facts <laughs> that we find on the internet now, how do you how do you battle that, and how do you convince people that your data, your information, is accurate? And I'm saying this in the context of there's been such a um, uh, a bashing of you know the academy and the academic institutions is not providing the real truth. Uh, by certain segments of the society all over the world. How do we battle that? Okay, so that's a, a very difficult question because it really, the uh, rise of alternate sources of information, alternate truths, speaks to uh, the creation of really insular communities of people who share their own ideas. And what's happened in the 21st century is that we become really aware of these different insular communities. There were insular communities in the 20th century that had their own notions of things. They didn't necessarily have as large a megaphone to proclaim and announce their, their views. Mm -hmm. um, and they do have this megaphone now because of the character of of the internet and the ways in which these viewpoints get disseminated. How do you deal with it? <laughs> so I think that for some people who are open to discussing their views and their ideas and their so-called facts, you try to discuss it. And for other people, and I'll give you an example, for example, for people who engage in Holocaust denial, who will say, oh, you know, uh, on the 27th of January back in 1945, when the Soviets came in to liberate Auschwitz, they didn't liberate anything, right? They, right they're going to deny what, that this was a, a concentration camp and a death camp. I don't see there's any way to convince them otherwise, right? Because that kind of mythology is working for them as a means of expressing their 
their their hatred really of Jews. And I don't know that we can ever figure out how to make people love you. What we aim for is is to try to to build a, a certain common agreement that we share things together in common and in our society. And the Posen Library goes a long way towards being able to share those exact things uh, with with the wider community. If you had one thing you really wanted people to take away, well, let's let's focus on these new teaching clips. What's what's one thing you really want people to take away from making these clips available? I would say that if you've got five minutes, you know, ten minutes, sit down and say, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit and meet a scholar whom I might normally never meet. I'm going to sit and listen to Elie Shevel Karlbach talk about midwives, right? This is another thing she talks about. I'm going to sit and meet uh, Sam Cassell speaking uh, about the Holocaust. That's what I would say, that uh, it's an opportunity for an encounter. It's not a full podcast. It's much shorter, but you you will get to meet the person and you'll also, often there's a, a visual dimension to the teaching clips. As we wind up, are there uh, any any final thoughts about the library itself and what we should be considering during the uh, Remembrance Day? So on the library itself, I'm really happy to say that we've got another volume coming out very soon in March. Volume five looks at the early modern period. It's edited by a, a very distinguished Israeli scholar, Yosef Kaplan. And so it covers the years from 1500 to 1750, which were the, the years when, you know, the North America is discovered by Europeans. And so you have, you know, Jews involved in those very early years of the discovery of um, North America and settling there. And I think that it will be a, a wonderful opportunity to get a, a sense of the richness of this period. So that's in terms of the Posen Library of Jewish Culture and Civilization. In terms of the Memorial Day coming up on the 27th, I do think that it's really valuable to recognize the actual voices of people who lived and then died during the Holocaust that are available on the Posen Library uh, because so many survivors are now dying out. Uh, it's been a long time and we won't have their voices much longer. So to have the original voices and texts of people who lived through it, it is something that you can gain from the Posen Library of Jewish Culture and Civilization. And you would be surprised at how incredible and moving and powerful these voices are. Ebra, thank you very much for being here with us today. Well, thank you for having me again. It's a pleasure. You've been listening to Deborah Dash Moore, the editor-in-chief of the Posen Library of Jewish Culture and Civilization. And for Radio Free Galisteo, I'm John Shannon.